Hey everyone, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and I am pumped to share the Word of God with you today. We are in week two of our Closer to Eternity series, and I want to answer a big question today. Are we going to explore a big question? The question is, what happens to us when we die? Okay, so this is a big question that I'm sure that every single one of us have asked at some point in our life and we, we, we wrestle through that question, what is going to happen to us when we die? If you Google that, not that I have, but I'm sure if you Google that question, what happens to us when we die, you're going to see a hundred different answers. There are different views all over the place. Some believe that we are completely just physical beings at the moment you die, uh, you ex- cease to exist because we are completely physical. There's no soul, no spirit. But there's also the view that we are a soul, a spirit that our body dies and we float off somewhere to heaven and we just kind of exist somewhere for eternity. And some other views believe that we may come back as a, another being. Our soul may, our physical body dies and we come back as another being. So there are so many different views. And at the same time, there's a whole community of people that are pursuing immortality people who do not want to even answer that question they're like why do we even have to die let's make sure that we don't die and we want to pursue that and there are i even read an article recently about some entrepreneurs in the silicon valley that they are experimenting with how to stop the aging of cells they are even injecting uh, the blood of young people into older people to try and change the cells that they do not age. And there's a whole industry of anti-aging. There are creams and potions and lotions for every kind of thing that you can do to uh, do the anti-aging. And I personally really like those Korean face masks that you put on. Me and my wife use them sometimes. They feel really good. But there's a whole, a whole industry there that is trying to stop the aging process and i i think there's nothing wrong man with with uh stewarding your body well and eating healthy and exercising and looking after your skin there's nothing wrong with that but the reality is that every one of us are going to get older eventually gravity is going to pull your skin down eventually you're going to get weaker eventually you're going to the statistic is one in one people are going to die it's a reality that we all face and yet i believe that we can live with hope of what happens to us after we die and so we're going to look at this question today what does the bible teach us about what happens to us when we die because i really believe that as followers of jesus we can have security we can have assurance we can have a hope for what happens to us after we die so we're going to focus on what happens to those who believe in Jesus after we die. Uh, An amazing scripture in the Bible is John 3.16. It says, For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. This is an incredible promise from God. So the reason that God sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to the earth, the reason God gave Jesus to us as a gift was so that everyone who believes in Him, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, everyone who believes that He died and He rose again, everyone who believes in Jesus now can receive the gift of eternal life. And this is the promise that God gives us. And so I want to look at a a great story today from the Bible about a man 
who received this gift from Jesus of eternal life moments before he dies. It's about a man who was crucified with Jesus. He was a rebel. He was a criminal. He was crucified with Jesus on the cross. So we're going to look at the crucifixion story of Jesus, but we want to focus on this man. We want to focus on his story because we see that he, he wasn't a good man. <laughs> he was a criminal. He had lived a, not a good life, but yet moments before he dies, he receives this assurance, this, this gift of eternal life from Jesus. So the story of Jesus' um, uh, crucifixion is uh, there are four accounts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all tell the story of Jesus' um, uh, crucifixion, but each one of them, like any good reporter, anyone who's sharing an eyewitness account, they will share different details of the same event based on what they remember, based on the people that they interviewed about what happened on that day. And so we get different details in each one of these accounts. So we're going to look a little bit, what does Luke say about this guy and what does Matthew say about this guy and his story um, so we're going to dive into that. So Luke chapter 23 verse 32, talking about these criminals, says two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. That's Jesus. When they came to the place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing and the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Now Matthew also records this moment in Matthew 27 verse 41 to 40 and 44. It says, In the same way the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. Talking about Jesus. Verse 44. In the same way the rebels, these criminals who were crucified with him, also heaped insults on him. Jesus. And so this is the scene that we have here is that Jesus, who was uh, the Son of God, Jesus, who lived a perfect life, he was innocent, and yet he was falsely accused, and he was led away to be executed by uh, death on a cross. He was crucified. And along with him that day were these two criminals that were led out with Jesus. So you had Jesus and the two criminals on either side. And, and before the cross, you had the Roman officers, the Roman centurion and all the others that had been part of whipping Jesus, that, that had been a part of crucifying and nailing Jesus and these criminals to the cross. They were there. They were mocking Jesus. They were making fun of Jesus. And at the same time, you've got all these religious leaders, the, the, the Jewish religious leaders mocking Jesus. And at the same moment, these criminals who are being crucified with Jesus join in. They start insulting Jesus. Uh, but there's a turning point. There's something that happens. We're going to see something happens in one of these criminals. He, uh, he, 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 something changed in his life. And I, I'm sure that this question that we're asking today, what happens to us when we die, was something that was going through these criminals' minds. Both of them would have thought to themselves, today is the day that I breathe my last in this life. What will happen to me? I haven't lived a good life. I haven't been a good person. What is waiting for me on the other side of death? They must have been thinking this. And, and so one of the criminals, something changed in his in his heart listen to what it's listen to this in Matthew uh, Luke 23 verse 40 uh, 30 39 says one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed 
So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by, uh, prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God even though, if, even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So something happened. Something changed in one of the criminals. He went from insulting Jesus to honoring Jesus. Something changed. He, he went from being joining in the crowd, joining with the Romans, joining with the Jews, joining with the other criminals in insulting Jesus. But he, something turns in his life and he, he turns to honor Jesus. And he says to the other criminal, why? Why are you insulting Jesus? We deserve this. He does not. He, something made him recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. Because he said, remember me in your kingdom. He recognized that Jesus was the King. He recognized that He was the Messiah. There, something happened. And I believe it was the moment that Jesus looked at the crowd and He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I believe in that moment the Holy Spirit touched that man's heart. I believe in that moment grace touched that criminal's heart. In that moment he saw grace. He saw kindness. He saw forgiveness in the heart and eyes of Jesus. And he says, I want that. And so something shifted in his heart and he reaches out to Jesus. He says, Jesus, I, I don't deserve any of this. What I deserve is to be on this cross. I deserve this punishment, but I'm looking to you for grace. I'm looking to you for mercy. And this is what Jesus says in verse 43, man. It is powerful. Jesus replied uh, to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. <laughs> wow, what an incredible moment for this criminal. He had no opportunity to change his life. He had no opportunity to try to be a better person. He had no opportunity to, to uh, um, be a better person, to earn his way into heaven. But in a moment, he recognizes that Jesus is the Son of God. He recognizes that Jesus can offer him forgiveness. And he turns his heart to Jesus and he says, remember me, Jesus. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. It is a free gift. This, this, this gift of eternal life is something that this man received moments before he died and Jesus wanted to I love the words that Jesus used he says I assure you Jesus wants to this man to be convinced he wanted this man to breathe his last in a sense of security to know that hey man I haven't lived a good life I'm about to die but my future is good my hope is I have an eternal life with God and so this gift that Jesus offered him is a free gift Romans 6 verse 23 says for the wages of sin is death what our sin deserves what that criminal sin deserved is death but it says the free gift <laughs> come on the free gift is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord the free gift that we received, the free gift that criminal received was eternal life through Jesus so I want to focus on this final sentence that Jesus says to him he says I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. So number one, Jesus wants us to have the security. Jesus wants us to be sure of this. If you are a believer in Jesus, you do not have to fear death. You don't have to walk around worried about what will happen. We can have this assurance. We can have this hope that we will spend eternity with Jesus. And secondly, he says, today you will be. So he talks about when. 
and he says, you will be with me in paradise. He tells, talks about where. So I want to focus on those two things in, uh, in this next section. So firstly, where will we be? Where did this criminal go? Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So paradise is heaven, okay? So the Bible uses this word paradise and heaven. It is the same place. They just use different words um, to describe it. And so Jesus says, today you'll be with me in heaven. And heaven is the realm in which God lives. It's the, it's the place where, where, where that is full of God's presence, full of His glory. It's a place of endless joy. It's a place of peace. It's a place where there is no pain. It's a place where there is uh, there is pure justice. There, it's a place where there is no evil. There is no sin. There is no sadness. It is a place that is full of God's joy and His presence. There are many scriptures in the Bible that give us glimpses and details of what heaven is like. And one of them in Revelation 7 verse 16 and 17 says, they will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is one of the descriptions of heaven. This place of, of, of paradise is with God in His presence. It's face to face with God. It is a place where there is no hunger, there is no thirst, there is no sickness. It is a place of endless joy. It is a place where every wrong, every evil, every injustice is made right for all eternity with God. It is a place where there is no evil, there is no temptation, and it is a place that this criminal went from. He was, he was experiencing the pain and the humiliation of and the shame of this crucifixion and he breathed his loss and the next moment he was in paradise with Jesus. He was in a place where there was no more pain. He no longer felt shame. He felt the love of God. He felt joy. He felt this acceptance of God. That is the moment and that is what you and I will experience as believers in Jesus. So, so that is what, so he says that this is where he will go. And secondly, I want to focus on when, because Jesus says today, it's an immediate moment, just as I've explained. And so the second point I want to focus on is the moment you and I die, the moment we breathe our last, the very next breath, the very next moment we'll be in the presence of God. It is an immediate thing. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 6 to 8, it says this, so we, all, we are always confident, even though we are not even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, talking about this physical body, we are not at home with the Lord. So we are not with Jesus right now. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident. There we go. That language again, fully confident that we would rather be away from these body, earthly bodies so that we will be at home with the Lord. Again, this, the, the, the language of a follower of Jesus is fully confident, man. We are fully confident of this hope. But he, he explains here, Paul says, when we, as we are living in these earthly bodies, we are away from Jesus. His presence lives with us in, because of the Holy Spirit. We will, but we are not with Jesus. Okay, But the moment we die, we will leave our physical bodies and our spirit and our soul will be at home with Jesus in a moment. And that we will be separated from the pain and the sickness and the injustice and the evil of this world. And we will be with Jesus. 
I want to tell you a story of an amazing guy. He's a young man um, named Mike. He was a Filipino that was part of our Lifehouse Atsugi campus, one of our churches here in Japan. And uh, he got diagnosed with cancer when he was in his late 20s. Um, and right, uh, and he fought cancer for many years. But every time I spoke to Mike, every time everyone, anyone who else who knew Mike that was part of that community knew that he was a man of joy. Even in the midst of his suffering, he was physically weak and cancer was um, just throughout his body and he was fighting cancer for many years. But he was weak and he was tired because of all the treatment and that. But yet he always had joy. He always had hope. He was the most encouraging he was person. He was always encouraging everyone else in the church. He was encouraging them with hope. And he was believing for, for healing. He was a man of faith. And, but he also said this. He says, even if Jesus doesn't heal me, I'm okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to see Jesus. I'm ready to be with Him. I have hope that I will be with Jesus. And, and one, of the fa- one of his favorite songs is a song called, I Can Only Imagine. And we, we actually sang this at his memorial because he lived here in Japan, but he, he flew back to the Philippines to be with his family in his last days. And in December 2022, he passed away and we had his memorial. I, I, I led his memorial on, on Zoom. Uh, his family was in, in the Philippines and many of us joined on Zoom. And, 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 and he asked that this song be sang at his memorial. It's a song called, I only I can only imagine and it it speaks about that experience about seeing that moment we die we see Jesus face to face and the lyrics go like this it says I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when I see when my face is before you I can only imagine surrounded by your glory what will my heart feel will I dance for you Jesus or in awe of you will I be still Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah or will I even be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. And this was the song that Mike sang so often before he died. And he was, he was preparing himself for that moment where he would face Jesus. And yet he had hope. And I remember singing that song at his memorial. And I, I, just, I had to actually lead the memorial after that. And I had to pull myself together because I just wept in that moment. But... It was, a, it was a moment of sadness, but yet a moment of hope because, man, it wasn't like in Japan, it wasn't sayonara, it wasn't like see you, it was matane, it was see you later, Mike, see you later, Mike, we will be with you one day when we see fa- Jesus face to face. And it wasn't a, this memorial was a celebration of his life. We were sad because we lost someone we loved. We lost someone who died in his early 30s, man, that's way too young. But yet we had this hope that we would see Mike one day. And so, and this was, this is the hope that we carry. Mike carried that hope. Mike carried that hope and he encouraged us with that hope. And it was a powerful reminder of me, for me that day that man, this is not our only life. This is, this is just a small portion of our life. We have an eternal hope with Jesus. But yes, the reality is that one day, that criminal that, that died on the cross with Jesus, one day that Mike, who is now with Jesus, uh, his body 
died, but he is, he is, his spirit, his soul is with Jesus. And one day, every person, you and I who believe in Jesus, one day we will rise again. There will be a physical resurrection. The Bible teaches us that Jesus will come back again and that when he comes, there will be a trumpet sound. There will be a, a rejoicing in heaven. And every single person that has died believing in Jesus will rise up to a physical resurrection. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 15, 52. He says, it will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. We who are living will be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies will be transformed into immortal bodies when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Come on, this is the victory. This is the hope that we live with as followers of Jesus. This is the hope that Mike lived with, that he knew that one day, Man, he would rise again. He would rise with a resurrection body. There would be no sickness, no cancer, no pain. He would have in a physical, eternal body that he would be able to live out his purpose with Jesus in the new heavens and the new earth. This is the hope that we live with. Death is defeated. This is the victory that Jesus won on the cross. And this is what we get to live with. The hope that we live with. If you are a believer in Jesus, the moment you die, the moment you die, your soul, your spirit will go with, to be with Jesus in paradise, in a place. But that is, not your, that is not the eternal destination. That is just a place of waiting for that moment when Christ returns. When Christ returns, we will we'll have a physical resurrection. We'll have resurrected bodies like Jesus. After D Jesus' death and His resurrection, He spoke with people. He ate meals with people. He drank with them. He spoke with them. He told stories. And so just like Jesus' physical resurrection body, you and I will have new bodies. Jesus still had the scars of His crucifixion, but He no longer had the pain of His crucifixion. And so we will be resurrected with new and healthy bodies that will be uh, eternal and bodies that cannot age, bodies that cannot get sick, bodies that will be eternally with God and will live an incredible purpose. And so this is the hope that we live with. This is the hope and the security that we live with. And it is my hope that today that I was, I wanted to share good news with you. I want you to be as a follower of Jesus, to be in this place of security. Man, you don't have to fear death. Death is not the end. Death is just a, a moment where, and after that, we will be face to face with Jesus, and one day we will be resurrected with Him. And I, but the thing is, this is not just this, this truth of our, of our eternity, of our future hope with God, is not just something that impacts us now, or it's not just something that, that helps us to have security for the future. It also shapes the way that we live now. Paul, in his whole chapter on the resurrection in chapter 5, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 30 and verse 32, says this. He talks about just the, the, uh, the struggles that he goes through in serving Jesus. And he says, and why would we be risking our lives every day? Verse 32, 
tell me, why did I fight wild beasts in Ephesus if my hope in this life is, if, if my hope is only for this life? What is the point of that, all of that? If the dead do not rise, let's party all night for tomorrow we die. Okay, Paul's like, man, if we don't have this hope, it's going to change the way we live. Because if this is the only life, if this is our best life, let's live it up now. But, and that's the, that's the philosophy of YOLO. You only live once. That's what our world is saying. Man, get rich. Do whatever you can to get fame and be popular now. And do all that you can to have your best life now. Live your best life now. And I want to say to you, this is not your best life. It is a good life, man. You can live a good life with Jesus, but it is not your best life. This is your purpose life. This is a moment where you get to live for Jesus. This is a moment where you get to sacrifice and and live a life of serving other people and living a life of honoring Jesus and following His ways because this isn't our best life. Our best life is going to be when we rise again with Jesus and we rule and reign with Him in the new heavens and the new earth in a place that is separated from evil. But right now, you and I can live a life of purpose as we follow Jesus. So I want to encourage you today as I finish with this again, I want to read John 3.16. For God so loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. This is the hope. This is the free gift that Jesus offers us today. And if you are a believer in Jesus, I want to say to you, you can live with peace. But also, I want to encourage you, live with purpose, man. Live with eternity in mind. Don't try and live your best life now. Live your purpose life. It is, and, and um, every sacrifice you make in following Jesus and serving people will be rewarded one day in eternity. And so, I, But I also want to offer you a gift today. If you have never made a decision to follow Jesus, this, uh, this hope can be yours today. You know, Jesus offers you hope. Jesus offers you a gift that He can forgive you. He offers you this. He offers you forgiveness from your past. Every sin, every mistake that you've made, He can offer you. He offers you forgiveness from that. Just like this criminal on the cross, Jesus offered him forgiveness that day. But Jesus can also, because uh, He is your creator, He can give you vision for this life this purpose life. He can reveal to you why He has created you, but He can also give you hope for eternal life. You do not have to fear death. You can have hope with Jesus. And so I would love to pray for everyone. uh, And then I want to give you an opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. So Jesus, we thank you that we have this hope. We thank you that death is defeated, that you, Jesus, defeated death on the cross and that we can live with this peace, with the security, knowing that death is defeated. And I ask for every person that is a believer in Jesus, that you help us, Jesus, to live with this mindset of eternity, that we will not live for today. We'll not live for our best life now, but we'll live in our purpose life now and make an impact for eternity. So would you empower us to do that in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for one more group of people.
as I mentioned, Jesus, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, and this is maybe the first or second time you're hearing about this good news, this hope that we have as followers of Jesus, this hope can be yours. All you need to do, like that scripture says, whoever believed in Jesus. So I want to offer you an opportunity to start following Jesus, to believe in Jesus today. And when you do that, He will forgive you of your past. He will give you hope and, and purpose in this life, but He'll also give you hope for eternity with Him. And so if that is you, I'm going to count to three and I want you to make a decision in your heart and then I'd love to pray for you. Number one, God loves you. And number two, He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And number three, that's you. Make, make a decision to say, I believe in Jesus right now. Awesome. I would love to pray for you. Jesus, thank you for these amazing people. Would you come into their life? Would you forgive them? Would you fill them with your love? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Well, I hope that you are encouraged by this incredible hope that we have in Jesus. Hope you have an awesome rest of your week.